This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the many affiliates that we have. Affiliates being lenders, title companies, home inspectors, and such, even insurance agents. So um, I say that for the benefit of our board operator, Bobby Thistle, who's also with uh, Farmers Insurance. Um, today we have a couple of guests here in the studio helping us kick off this month of July. Um, good morning to Bobby Rubio of Western Pioneer Properties. Good morning. Good morning. And in a little bit, I'm going to ask you about some of your uh, interesting past. Uh, <laughs> and we also have Nicole Martinez. Good morning. Good morning. And you're a, a lender with Western Pioneer Financial. Yes, I am. All right. And you've been in the business for a while. 30 years. 30 years. Uh, started when you were three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And, and, um, what have you done in the lending business? This way our listeners know where your experience comes from. I have processed loans. I have uh, ran a team of processors, supervised um, branch offices, open branch offices, um, originated, and also I was an underwriter for 12 years of the 30 years of my experience. Right, yes. and we're going to come back later in the show, and I want to ask you the difference be, from a consumer standpoint. What's the difference between a processor and underwriter, and uh, who are you really trying to impress <laughs> at, at, as the applicant? Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, getting over to Bobby Rubio. Um, Bobby, you're a realtor there at um, Western Pioneer Real Estate. Yes. Uh, I see that you have a thriving DJ karaoke business. I do, yes, in town. Fresno right. and Clovis. All right. Here's my funny story about karaoke. I was on a cr uh, Mexican cruise one time for a week, and we had karaoke night. And I have this, My all my friends were out there, and they know that I have this really, really bad singing voice. <laughs> okay. So I thought, well, <laughs> if I could find a song that moves fast, you know, that'll help disguise my really bad singing ability. Of course. Yeah. So I picked La Bamba. Hey. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm there with the microphone. I'm ready to roll. And the words come out in Spanish. And it's like, oh, my oh, God. No. I picked a <laughs> I didn't even think that one through. But I finished. I did the whole song in another language. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, cruise ships have the best karaoke. It's just so many different that. people. Yeah. Too bad that was before the time of uh, cell phone videos. Otherwise, I'm sure it could have lived oh, on. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I see that you also won the Showcase Showdown on The Price is Right. <laughs> yes. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, uh, it was back in 2010. Uh, it was a friend's birthday. She really wanted to go on the show. Uh, so she brought a group of us. And uh, we had to get there super, super early in the morning. Um, I just remember going to the store really quick, grabbing an energy drink to wake up. And uh, I guess it worked. I was pretty hyped and they picked me to go on the show. All right. Yeah. And you became famous? Uh, no, I definitely didn't become famous, but uh, it was great to have that experience. 
Um, I was the first one to to pick the right uh, item to go up there, and uh, I got a 97 on the board or on the the spinner, mm-hmm. and then won the whole showcase. All right, now here's a off the wall question: What made you want to get into real estate? Um, honestly, I I was working at a credit union here in town. Um, been I was there for five years, and I was really, really interested in doing loans in general. So I was doing auto loans, um, credit card applications, just trying to help people really achieve their goals that way. And I just kind of wanted more. So mm-hmm. I went into um, the, the real estate side. And I would think that when you said helping people achieve more, helping them get into a home has got to be a great feeling. It is a great feeling. Nicole, you've probably experienced that once or twice. Many times, yes. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. Um, I've had I've had clients cry um, for achieving just even a pre-approval because they never thought that they could own a home before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that must be a great feeling. Um, it makes you happy that you saw them in person, not just electronically. Yes. Which we're going to talk about that on the show too. Um, All right, I'm gonna throw out a market update and I'm gonna give some numbers, but, and then I'd like to get your take from the different different perspectives that you have. But I I wanna bring this out when you hear statistics, because this week driving around town, listening to the radio, I'm hearing all kinds of news and statistics with different words but it's the adjectives before the, the numbers that make a difference. So, for example, whether it's month to month or, or year to year, so for mm-hmm. example, June to June, uh, comparing, or is it uh, Fresno County, or is it the whole MLS, or is it nationwide? All that stuff matters, and that's why you hear different numbers. Now, the trends, will probably be alike. But let me give you a great example. Here's um, Fresno County for June of 23. Now, keep in mind this is not final either because a lot of the sales that recorded at 459 yesterday aren't in here yet. So uh, that'll be another week or two before we get all the final numbers. But the median selling price for um, Fresno County for single-family residences, PUDs and condominiums, uh, was 420000 Now, if you go to the first six months of this year, that number is 398000 so 22000 difference yeah so it can show you that june is moving up from where we were in january february but that's why it's important to listen to the whole sentence not just the number um nicole from a lending side what what are you seeing market wise um definitely an increase um and it's due to the low inventory so um we have there's not very many homes on the market so um, the competition is large and we're getting multiple offers um, over and above listing price definitely 
All right, Bobby, what are you seeing? Uh, same thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a seller's market for sure. Um, days on market, you know, some of them are like 20 days. Uh, there's also like like uh, Nicole was saying, is that there's a lot more people that are wanting to buy right now. Um, so sellers have that advantage to where they can or they are asking uh, over or getting uh, offers over. So turning this back to lending, Bobby, you're saying that there's so many people want to buy, but yet I've heard on the news that, oh, interest rates are so high, people can't afford to, to buy. What, what's the real story, Nicole? Um, I think that people are apprehensive. Um, they're scared because, you know, we had low interest rates during COVID. Um, so it's created a fear now that they're hearing rates are between 6 and 7%. However, that was always the trend prior to COVID. Um, so so this is more of a normal market is, than when it was at 3. Absolutely. All right. And here's a little statistic for you. So when you hear that interest rates went from 3 to 6%, keep this in mind. That doesn't mean the payment doubled. So if you look at a $100,000 loan or per 100,000 at 6%, it's $600 a month principal and interest. So you would think if you dropped to 3%, it would be 300, but that's not the case. It's $422. You'd actually have to triple from three to nine before you double the payment. So that's a yogiism for you. You gotta triple (laughs) it before you double it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is just trying to get just tell people to you know get try to get qualified you know talk to your local uh, lender and see how much buying power you can get and just get an idea I mean it doesn't hurt yeah yeah Um, we also talked about inventory so in Fresno County once again you've got to listen to the words not just the numbers so Fresno County for condominiums PUDs and single-family homes Uh, There are 762 current listings as of this morning at 756. (laughs) That's when I ran these statistics. So they are almost hot off the press. 762. However, if you were to run Fresno Clovis, which many people do, because that's the bulk of Fresno County business, there's 494. So significantly significantly less in in the metropolitan area Hmm. although when you look at solds um it was uh, fresno clovis represented 80 percent of the solds so in, in fact what would nicole what would be your market area what do you normally see on your lending applications as far as location Fresno, Clovis, um, and then all the outlining areas, um, Sanger, Reedley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Bobby, what are you seeing? It, P- pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Fresno, Clovis. Um, okay. I have uh, like the Riverstone area. So Madera. That's really growing. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And I had a long time to look at Riverstone the other day as I was at the stoplight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Avenue 12 yeah. for a while. There, there's a workaround. So a lot of the people that live there, they uh, they take Children's Boulevard and then a little workaround on the uh, 
whatever yeah. street, <laughs> Front, right. frontage road, yeah. Now that's a sign of a good realtor. They know the workarounds, <laughs> the shortcuts, the diagonals. Yeah. Um, I always use um, the diagonal g- going from north to south uh, along the railroad track over there by Brawley. Oh, okay. Man, you, you can get from here to there quick. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of quick, our first segment's already over, so we're going to our first commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. He poured this wisdom out, said if you want my two cents on making a dollar count, buy dirt, find one you can't live without. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio helping us out today is Bobby Rubio and Nicole Martinez, both of Western Pioneer Financial. Now, Western Pioneer is kind of an interesting company because it's locally owned, right? Yes. yes. Who, who are the owners? Scott Hanley. Yes. All right. And, uh, and his little daughter. <laughs> I know that she's the one that runs the show. She is. Yes, she does. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. And, and so uh, Western Pioneer does lending and real estate. Yes. Correct. All right, so that that's interesting. And Bobby, you do both. Yeah, I actually got both of my licenses. Uh, okay, so yeah. you need a different license to do to do be a those. loan officer, and then different one for being a realtor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Nicole? Uh, just my NMLS for lending. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what does NMLS stand for? National. Nobody, nobody <laughs> knows. So I, that's why I was asking because I don't really know either. <laughs> all right <laughs> so you i understand that you were an underwriter for 12 years yes. what does an underwriter do um, in this whole loan process thing? yes so the underwriter is um the reviewer of all documents um we are the they're the eyes and um we review everything from credit to income assets uh, collateral, the risk of the file, and make that final determination on whether or not the loan meets um, the credit ri- risk and guidelines of the program. Okay, and I there's probably more than one program. Several programs, yes. All right. So you have different many, agencies. Many. There's <laughs> Yes, there's different agencies. You have Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, which is conventional, and then you have USDA, government, um, FHA, and VA. What's the difference between an FHA loan and a conventional loan? Uh, FHA is government, so federally insured by uh, HUD. Okay, so it's insured. The government is not lending the money. They insure. They back it. They back it, yes. So it's kind of like getting your Uncle Sam to co-sign for you. Yes. They're not giving you the money. They're just guaranteeing the lender saying, my nephew's not going to go bad here. Correct. And because he fit into all these guidelines that the underwriter checked. That's correct. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, okay. And conventional, there is no Uncle Sam co-signing. No, but if you put less money down, less than 20%, then you have what's called mortgage insurance. So you will have that for um, the duration of the time of the loan until you're at 20% equity and then that mortgage insurance will fall off. 
So. And I hear that with FHA, that mortgage insurance that's on there does not fall off. It does, it does not. not. It will stay on for the life of the loan. But you can always refi to conventional. Okay. And, and get that uh, mortgage insurance off. But you got to wait till you got some <laughs> You got to wait till you got the equity, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, one way to have equity is put a bigger down payment. Very yes. true. Yeah. Um, all right. So from a seller's standpoint, the seller's reviewing and has two offers, one's FHA, one's conventional. What should the seller really look at or what should they be concerned with? Uh, most of the time, the seller is going to take the conventional offer, um, mainly because if there's any um, repairs with the house or anything like that, uh, conventional loan can waive those and those don't have to be repaired versus FHA because it is uh, government backed. They want all those repairs fixed before they back that loan. Okay. Yeah. So conventional is a little easier on the, on the seller. Correct. Well, I, I mean, it, they, the buyer can waive it and just say, we'll take the house. Okay. Yeah. Although something I've seen, if you have a newer home and by newer, I mean the last half century, there's probably not a whole lot of difference um, because they, they prop the water heater probably is already strapped. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have lead base paint. If it's older, an older home, yeah, th then it can be more. Correct. Yeah. As an underwriter, what it, uh, what did you see? Um, yes. So there would be more concerns on the FHA, um, even VA side. So VA requires a termite inspection and clearance. So um, those are some of the things to consider when reviewing. Um, conventional is a lot uh, less lenient when it comes to the home repairs. Mm -hmm. So on an FHA loan, um, if the buyer does not request a termite report in the contract, in the contract mm -hmm. FHA is going to require it anyway? No, that is not correct. Oh, okay. Uh, for VA. VA, VA requires. VA does. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, correct. But mm -hmm. FHA does not, unless it's on the contract or an appraiser uh, comments um, um, signs of dry rot. Ah, okay. So as an underwriter, did you ever <laughs> look at the pictures on the appraisal and say, I know nobody asked for this repair, but... Uh, I'm going to ask for it. Like yes, dry rot. obvious signs of dry rot. Yes. So here comes that verbal picture I wanted to say about underwriters. Because every <laughs> once in a while, you get a transaction just rolling right along. And then the underwriter says, ah, you got to fix this dry rot or you got to uh, fix this electrical outlet. And it feels like, and now you were local, so that's one thing. Many underwriters are back in wherever, somewhere mm -hmm. in Kansas, and I always say it's the underwriters are like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> somewhere back in Kansas, and yet they have all the power because you got the money. Very true. True. So um, I have a unique background, and um, that's one of the. Um, you know, the positive side of me being a loan officer is I have that history of being an underwriter. 
I know our local area. So when I have an underwriter um, that is out of state, I'm able to go to bat for my borrower and let them know, you know, within the state of California, these are the guidelines and um, here's what we need to follow so that they understand our market. Ah, good. Because all markets are, are different. They are different. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely comes in handy. <laughs> now, what's the difference uh, between an originator and a processor? So an originator is your actual, you know, your loan officer that is meeting with you, talking about your home loan goals and um, figuring out what loan product best suits your financial needs. Once you are pre-approved, then they hand it over to a loan processor to do all basically the legwork, um, verify your employment history, put the package together for underwriting, submit it to underwriting, and then assist with the, the entire loan process. Mm -hmm. All right. Is there a lot of communication between the loan officer and the realtor? Absolutely. There yes, should it's, there should be. <laughs> I like the way you answer that. Yeah. <laughs> As a realtor, it's like, yeah, we like to hear from our yeah, lender. Definitely which want is, updates. Yeah, which is why realtors don't always like it when the lender is from Kansas. Well, I mean, I, I feel like the communication with the, the, from the loan officer and the realtor should be very strong. Yeah. That way the loan officer can give them the updates um, just constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a, the difference between having a local lender and uh, versus a big box bank or credit union because we do stay in contact and communication is key to give weekly, even more than weekly updates. And here's something that is from the street. So this is things that actually happen when you have a local lender and you've got that good communication with the realtor and the realtor can then communicate to the seller who can then and the buyer who can then coordinate the u-hauls <laughs> yeah 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 most of the time when you have those nightmares where it's like what do you mean we're not closing friday i've already got the u-haul everything together yeah and, most of the time it's from a lender that's somewhere else because you didn't hear about it in time. Exactly. Or they're so detached, they don't know about the U-Haul scenario. Right. Yeah, it's not personable at all. It's, it's just apply online, you get an underwriter, they'll just give you updates via email. And then, but yes, not and, and the, the whole loan process when you're in escrow is, is a team effort. We all work together for the same purpose, to achieve um, our borrowers, our buyers' home ownership goals, and to make sure that it's a smooth transaction for them. Mm -hmm. Great. So you've, Nicole, you've done processing, um, origination, underwriting, you're a branch manager. What was your favorite? What's your favorite job? My favorite is my my current loan originating. I love working with people. Um, there's definitely purpose behind it. Um, seeing borrowers achieve their home ownership dreams, and um, and during refinance, um, I, saving people money. You know to accomplish whatever their future goals are, whether it be 
leveraging their equity to invest in other real estate, um, it's it's a very rewarding feeling. All right. So you like working with the people. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Bobby, what's your favorite part of your job? Uh, origination. Uh, I mean, it, it's nice to go out and show homes, but it's uh, it's overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of miles. All right. Um, with that, we are going to our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. So our intro music there is the song September, and I was just thinking on this, what's going to be a really, really hot day in July? Ah, September. That'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's enjoy July, though, while it's here. Hot or cold, let's enjoy it. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> a lot of pools swimming. Mm -hmm. I'll stay right. in the air conditioning. And <laughs> here in the studio, we have a couple of local... Um, real estate practitioners here, Bobby Rubio <laughs> and Nicole Martinez of Western Pioneer Financial Properties. I finally got it right. I put in the financial properties. I was leaving that out before. But this time I read your t-shirt. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, I asked Bobby why he got into real estate, but I didn't ask you, Nicole. What, why did you get into real estate? Why? So I had just graduated from high school, uh, going to college part-time, and my parents were in the middle of a refinance. And um, they came home and said the company that they just signed their loan documents with, a little local mortgage broker, um, was looking to hire a receptionist. And so um, I thought this would be interesting. So I started um, as a receptionist for a local mortgage broker. And the loan processor at the time was pregnant, getting ready to go on maternity leave. So they thought um, it would be a good opportunity to train me in processing. So I actually had a great advantage. Um, I, um, they brought in a local underwriter. She came out and trained me for two weeks, a um, couple of hours a day, showed me the ropes, the ins and outs, what to look for, how to review credit reports, income assets and um her name was margie lennon she was a very very well-known uh, underwriter and mentor of mine um and so that's how i started in the industry all right and and um then you just got the you got the fever i did <laughs> i tried to get out a couple of times and it just uh brought me back in <laughs> Yeah, there is something mystical about <laughs> there this <is>. industry. <laughs> as hard as it is, as much of a, maybe it's the roller coaster ride that is what brings people in. It's thrilling. It is. Yes. I mean, the, the different markets from hot to cold to, to fast pace to slow pace. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I, I remember when it was, if you sold a home in a listing in under 100 days, with one offer you were doing good okay <laughs> that, that's not the case anymore no all right so that's how you got into that is so don we have a question for you how did you uh -oh. get into real estate tell us your story all right 
it was a while back. So I was 21 <laughs> years old, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do once I grew up. And my uncle said, hey, why don't you get your real estate license and uh, come to work for me? So I thought, well, you know what? I'll get my real estate license, go to work for him until I figure out what I want to do. Because uh, I was still at college and learning and, you know, I thought about getting a real job. But anyway, I, I got my license, got started, worked at it for five months. And I will tell you what, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like it. Uh, the hours were not what I thought. The The idea of taking a listing, which was described to me as an employment agreement, and not being able to sell it in, in you know, right away. The, yeah, just, the amount of time. Yeah. So I, I took a trip around the country, and I was only, only going to be gone two or three weeks. It ended up being three months. Cause, hey, I was 21 years old. You could do that yeah. back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, three months later, I came back, uh, went to bring back my keys and everything, thinking that I was no longer going to be employed there. And he said, well, we want to make you the assistant manager. I said, what? <laughs> why, why me? What about so-and-so? Well, we haven't seen him for a month. He took off. All right, how about so-and-so? No, he quit. Now, how about this person? <laughs> what and I looked around at the roster and it's like okay I am the best fit <laughs> I ended up managing for the next seven years and um, that got me the experience I needed it got me into the flow of it and um, that then I managed other things for another seven years for example we had a property management division oh nice uh, we had a lending division that I managed. Um, but after 14 years of management, I thought, I just want to be with the people. Mm -hmm. I want to work listed sell and, and enjoy that and, and help people accomplish their goals. And so I've been doing that for the next, um, it's been quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I did it. And then of nice, course we great. heard Bobby's story. Give yeah. us a recap on that. Yeah, just uh, I was at a credit union uh, for five years, and I just you know wanted to to grow more and just help people achieve more than just uh, getting a car loan or you know helping them with that. So, what would you tell uh, a friend who says, "Hey, Bobby, I'm thinking about getting into real estate." What would you tell them as a career? Uh, I, I just had a talk with a friend recently, and uh, he he just got his license and. We just, I just told him, you know, it's pretty tough uh, doing it, especially you just, you have to really focus on who is your database and that's number one, get that CRM together, focus in on, you know, who you can, um, basically who, who's going to uh, refer you, people that, you know, appreciate you, who, who's going to be that person. Um, and it, I, again, we just talked about how tough it was going to be and it just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. <laughs> definitely takes time. What advice would you give, Nicole? I would say I would offer to come shadow me and um, see what um, it is like in uh, shadowing and seeing the day in the life of a loan officer. Um, 
and just see if you like it, you know, because I think that it's important to see what we do um, behind the scenes. A lot of people make it out to be, oh, it's, um, you know, loan officers and realtors, they're doing well. They drive these great cars, you know, luxurious cars, and they're showing homes and they have the life, but it's, it's a lot of work. Um, it takes a lot of time to build. Um, you have to build relationships and the trust of the people that want to work with you. So um, I would suggest to start at the bottom, you know, shadow someone, um, maybe start processing, maybe be a loan officer assistant to see if this is really the career path you want to take. So there are a lot of you don't just necessarily have to be a real estate agent or a loan officer. There's other things like you mentioned, transaction coordinator and assistant. Yes. So on the real estate side, um, you can start off as a transaction coordinator to get to know the system, um, the, the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, um, really get behind the scenes to, um, carry, uh, an escrow from beginning to end. So, Speaking of the uh, lingo, so I was at a training session and I was at this table with, um, I was the veteran at the, at the table by far. <laughs> and uh, the speaker was saying, and if you don't have a CRM, you are not in the business. <laughs> I, I innocently true. turned to the person next to me and said, uh, what's a CRM? What's <laughs> You know, I always did it the old-fashioned way where you just remembered stuff. <laughs> and you remembered who your friends and family were. That's yeah. where I get it from. It's because we're the OG. We just like to keep it in our memory bank. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some call it artificial intelligence, but uh, hey, it's what I got. Yes. <laughs> nice. That would be awesome. But now it's just it's better to have it all laid out. You yeah. definitely, uh, yeah. yes. Number and you, one is I love asking people for their birthdays so I can plug it in and my calendar has mm -hmm. it right there so I can be first in the morning to tell people happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to get mine. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I will, Don. All right. So um, that's a career in real estate. In the, in the advice I give people about when they say they want, they're thinking about getting into real estate, I tell them up front. It's a really, really, really hard job, but it's a fantastic career. Mm -hmm. And some of the best memories, some of the best clientele that where you really bonded with people is because you were forged through the fire. Maybe there was a really difficult thing that kept you up at night, uh, a diff, uh, difficult part of the escrow. but. You know, if you got the communication, you, the relationship, it, it'll, it's great for life. Mm -hmm. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, Nicole, and this is something we're going to get more into in the last segment, but I want to kind of touch base on it because it's really important. When a client comes to you and says, well, I, I want to be pre-approved for a loan. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different loan programs. So how do you go about knowing which one is the right one for them? So most importantly is to find out what their goal is in achieving home ownership. 
Um, so it may be short term. They want to start with the starter home. Um, it's really hard being a first time home buyer and you know, you're building your career still. So you can't say I'm going to buy this home and it be my forever home. I mean, maybe some people do and they live in that house for years. Um, so then we have to consider that, that then you want to stay in this home for a long time. Um, are you going to build a family? Are you, do you plan on having kids? Because with an increase in your household, you're going to need to eventually sell that home and move on to a bigger home. Um, you have to think about schools. Um, so um, we factor, we take everything into consideration, what their goal is, how, um, how much money they have to put down, whether or not they need to be in a down payment assistant program and then we put them in the right program. Mm -hmm. Just off the top of your head, because nobody counts this stuff, but for our listeners, I mean, how many programs are out there? A couple of them or a oh, hundred of them? There's quite a few. Uh, yeah. We have- A lot to name. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Definitely. We even have bank statement programs. Yeah, six or more. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's well over and Ten. a bank statement program is what? A bank statement program is where we do not look at your income documents. We strictly go off of your bank statements and um, and how, and your deposits into that bank account. Yeah, this is specifically for uh, small business owners. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, on their tax returns, their net income is what an underwriter or a lender would be using or looking at. So if we check out their bank statement deposits, that's definitely going to show way more income than their net on tax return. Which would allow us to qualify them for a higher amount. Mm -hmm. Can you do those bank statement loans with 3% down? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Now I asked it that way on purpose because <laughs> the higher the risk to the lender, Usually, they want to compensate that with uh, sharing larger some down of that payment. risk. Correct. By making a larger down payment. That's yeah, correct. and interest rates slightly higher than, let's say, an FHA or conventional. So, right. Okay. When we get back from this next commercial break, we're going to dive more into this. So, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, nine forty KYNO. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away well, welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host and here in the studio we have nicole martinez and bobby rubio both of western pioneer financial properties and um happy fourth of july and independence day weekend to everybody Hope you really enjoy it. And remember, we we really do have something special here in America. And a big part of that is the dream of home ownership. Um, I know that I reside in America because my mother wanted to come to America because of that dream of home ownership. And um, so there you are. <laughs> um, how easy is it to get pre-approved? Take us through the process. You're both, you both originate loans. Um, and I remember a client one time, poor guy was sweating. 
uh, and it, it was probably winter time too. <laughs> he was sweating because he was so nervous. And then he found found out he was pre-approved, and it's like he couldn't believe it. So why is it that people fear it, and why should they not fear it? I feel like people fear it because they're afraid they may not qualify. Um, they don't know where to begin, so your first step would be to seek the professional advice of a, of a professional loan officer um, and find out where you're at um, financially. Most importantly is finding out what your monthly comfort level is. You know, where do you want your mortgage payment to be? A lot of people, um, from my experience, look at homes that are out of their price range, not realizing that they can't afford the payment on a, let's say, $400,000, $450,000 home, but they love the area and they love the homes in that price range. But then once they meet with the lender, they find out that they only qualify for 300 to 350 to be in their comfort, monthly comfort payment level. Mm. Um, so it, it's not hard to find out where you stand. It's taking that initial step. And more, I feel more people are more likely to call, contact a realtor and say, show me these homes without finding out where, they're, where they truly stand in the pre-approval process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things is when they ask, you know, where do I start? Um, the tough part is you don't want to throw them all the supporting, like ask for all the supporting documents at once. I, f- I find this uh, a better way to go um, just because they get overwhelmed. Like, whoa, I got to get all this stuff in order. You know, it's not just in their, their cloud, you know, they, they got to round it all up. So um, most of the times I'm just asking for, um, you know, most recent pay stubs, a bank statement so I can see, you know, how much savings they have. Um, and I try to invite them in the office so that way we can get that one-to-one and we can just go over the application. Um, it's not, or it's not as hard as people think it is. Um, they really sum it up and it just asks simple questions to get through it. So I just realized one of the differences between our generations. So you were saying, you know, needing like a pay stub and rounding up all that stuff. Yeah. I'm envisioning going into your waste paper basket and, and trying to find <laughs> stuff there and you're talking about it in the cloud oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it would be nice you know you should have stuff in order but it's not always the case right yeah. most of your documents are online these days but um i think a big question too and i always ask um many questions before i even collect their documents is you know um do you have money saved? Have you, can, you know, have you put money aside to to uh, put down on a home? And if not, then we have to create some kind of roadmap and a budget for them monthly to get them to that point. Um, or they may qualify for down payment assistance if they meet all the guidelines yeah. of the down payment assistance programs. Um, also, their credit history is a big factor. Um, so they may feel like they won't qualify to purchase a home because they have some dings on their credit or some derogatory past credit. And sometimes you can over, well, a lot of times we can overcome that or we can put them, like I said, on a roadmap to get there. Um, they may not qualify today, but we help build that roadmap for them. Maybe it may take six months or it may take a year, um, but that's 
why it's important to at least speak with a professional so that we could build that plan for them. I hope you don't mind, but I plan on stealing your verbiage there and using it in future uh, broadcasts. Roadmap. <laughs> roadmap. Yes. Yeah. That I like that mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Create a roadmap. Talk with your professionals and, and see where you're going. Mm -hmm. You can right. steal yeah. it. I give you permission. <laughs> well, I think, but then we all be, use it. We no. all use it. <laughs> then it won't be stealing <laughs> if you give me permission. So. <laughs> all right. So, um, and that is important. And something I heard you say too is important to know that as you're going to get pre-qualified. It's not always yes or no. It might be, well, you're not going to qualify to 450, but you do to 400. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Yes. And know that there could potentially be options, too. I mean, there is such thing as having a non-occupying co-borrower. So let's say I have parents that... Um, have a really good income, they have great credit, and they want to support me in that purchase of that home. And I know that I have a future increase in income because I'm due for a promotion, for instance, then my parents may say, I want to co-sign for you to help you get to that 450 range so that you can buy that home. I know you, that with that promotion coming in six months, you can afford the payment. And then after a year, refinance and remove my parents from yep. that loan. So there's so many different options, and that's why it's so important to just talk to a professional and, and um, find out what your the goals are. Yeah, get it all laid out. Mm -hmm. Let's figure it out. Okay. It, and here, this will help on the roadmap, too. Let's say you're paying $1,200 a month rent right now, but you plan to go to 2000 a month is what you feel comfortable with. Well, maybe open up a savings account, put 2000 a month into it on mm -hmm. the first of the month. Take 1200 of it to pay your rent. That other 800 builds up. So now a couple things are happening. One, you're building up your savings, so it gives you more options with all these different programs, but also it makes you feel comfortable. And I'm going to bet you up front that you're going to, after doing that a few months, you're going to say, you know, 2000 was kind of easy. Maybe I can do 2500 mm -hmm. So who knows? Okay, we just have a little bit of time left. Uh, Bobby, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Uh, mainly just don't be afraid to find out you know, what your options are with buying, you know, get in right away and just figure it out. Let it, let us start that roadmap that Nicole was talking about and figure out where you're at with, uh, your home buying process. So go to bat is what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Call us. It's all friendly faces, <laughs> right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's just a conversation. And so don't be afraid. I, a lot of people are on the fence and I just say, the best thing you can do is just pick up the phone and call. It's 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 not a bad thing just to have a conversation. All right. And that conversation may be here in the month of July. You may not actually begin the road trip till September or even next July, but at least you're getting educated. Yes. And Correct. Getting that uh, guidance that from a professional. Yes, absolutely. All right. In 30 seconds or less, what's your best real estate advice, Nicole? <laughs> You're putting me on the spot, 30 <laughs> seconds or less. Well, best that's because the show's <laughs> going to end pretty quick. 
Go, Bobby. <laughs> All right, really Bobby, you go. <laughs> uh, I would say try to buy a duplex or a triplex instead of just a single family. All right, yeah. interesting advice. All yes. right. Home ownership is key. Yes. Oh, now see. <laughs> nice. Why were you afraid to give that advice? <laughs> all right. Hopefully all our listeners had a lot of fun today and picked up a lot of knowledge along the way. I want to thank Nicole Martinez and Bobby Rubio of Western Pioneer Financial Properties. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks to all our listeners. Have a safe and sane holiday weekend. <laughs>